0: Tennessee WildCast is live on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome
1: to this edition of TWR's uh, WildCast. Uh, we're glad you're tuning in and excited about today's show. i uh, got Mr. Don King here with me today helping co-host. Hey, Jason. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Glad you're here and um, Mr. Frank Fiss. He's our fisheries chief. Thank you for being here, Frank. Glad to be here. Uh, we're gonna be talking about trout today. Yeah,
0: it's a big week for that.
1: Yeah, just uh, uh, we're live here on Wednesday. Uh, and just yesterday we had an event out at the Clinch River uh, celebrating uh, trout production. Gonna continue and uh, uh, some federal hatcheries. We're going to talk about that today and uh, and uh, get y'all up to speed on uh, muzzleloader season. It's going to be happening this weekend, this Saturday. So. That's right. That's right. Man, it, and you touched on it just a second
0: ago. That was a beautiful day. We couldn't have ordered up a prettier day for the
1: event uh, on the banks of the Clinch River yesterday. Yep. So that's, uh, that's on the docket for today, and we might even slip in a little Q&A. All right. <laughs> it's always good. Yeah. So uh, we got a little audio glitch, and that's all right. We'll keep it rolling. I tell you what, we'll just go ahead and fade out, and we'll um, start talking with Frank. We're going to talk about what happened yesterday. Uh, it was a fun event. We were at Miller's Island Boat Ramp, and that's on the Clinch, uh, right. Tailwater of the Nor- of Norris, right? Right, Norris Tailwater. And uh, uh, just give him an overview of what happened yesterday, what the the intention was for that uh, little press conference and media gathering.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it, this goes back really over a decade when we've had trouble getting funding for the federal fish hatcheries. And and about three years ago, really four years ago, uh, Senator Alexander got involved and worked with the uh, TBA and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and and our agency too to to work out kind of a deal to see how we could keep production going at federal fish hatcheries. And yesterday we celebrated the end of the first three-year term of that agreement and we are, and we're, we signed the documents to carry us another three years.
1: Okay, so another three years, they'll be producing, uh, producing some trout. Awesome.
2: Yeah, all those fish are going to uh, that You know, the TVA is paying the, the, basically funding the production for fish that are going to TVA water, so to speak, anywhere in the valley where we stock trout, and we also stock some fish in those water too, as, as the agency, but. The eighty percent of those fish are coming from the federal hatcheries, so. and this
0: agreement just kind of puts it in writing that everybody's understanding what's going to happen, and and it has has a lot to do with the the budgeting. Like you said, Frank, over the years, I mean, sometimes you have a lean budget on the federal side, and people decide, oh, well, we don't have to do that. We can we can take this off the list of things we do, and but uh, Senator Alexander did step in and and help make that uh, more of a permanent.
2: It gives situation. us some stability so we can plan. I mean, you right. can imagine trying to r- run a, a trout hatchery not knowing if you're going to have funding next year. Well, the fish that you're going to be stocking next year, you got to bring it on station this year. Right. So we needed that stability, and, and TVA was b- stepped up and been a great partner in that. So we're really excited.
1: That's good. i got a few pictures I'll show from the event yesterday. Um, you can see there um, you've got. To, uh, Don and I standing back there in the back and, and getting a uh, we were live on Facebook yesterday and Mr. Ed Carter, our director, was giving the opening remarks and uh, uh, we had quite a few people there. Um, I'll just keep flipping through these uh, while we're looking at these pictures. Uh, Frank, will you tell us who all was there? I mean, we had Ed was talking and then some representatives from U.S. Fish and Wildlife and
2: yeah, we had the uh, we we had the the director of the Southeast. Uh, region of the Fish and Wildlife Service, Mike Ecker, and mm-hmm. we had uh, the director from the Georgia D- DNR, uh, Rusty, forget his last name, but Rusty was, they, he and the, and the fish chief, Matt Thomas, came up from, from Georgia to, to celebrate with us, because Georgia has a little piece of this, uh, of, of Tennessee Valley, and, and they, they get some federal fish as well, so th- they've been great partners with us throughout all the struggles that we've had trying to keep funding two federal hatcheries so, so yeah. they've been great partners
1: and then there were people there fishing yesterday so it was cool to watch them uh, yeah, catch a it, few it, fish it
2: made for a great day cuz the river had been on for a long time many many days in a row and we 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 requested special flows for the event and and everyone saw that coming and got out got their rod and went fishing so it was a great day <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah hit on some of that well, how does the flow affect these fish i'm not a trout fisherman so what, what are you looking for uh, when you're fishing these waters? And, and it, it's a real wide – the clench is real wide right there, but it's so shallow all the way across. Just talk about the, the yeah, fishing I mean, if,
2: if the generators were on, you, you would need a boat to travel around that river, and there's guys that will fish that river by boat. But you have uh, – when it's off, and if you're a wade fisherman, like the people on the screen here, you can cover a lot of habitat, and, and you know, that, that's your time to fish when the water's off. So, But, you know, the the other nice thing there at at the Clinch River is that there's a re-regulation weir so that the the water's metered out of this upper pool so that there's always adequate flow in the river channel for trout. That's been a uh, great—that's been there decades now, but it was a big innovation when it did go get in.
0: That's something that TVA has always been uh, real proactive with, too, isn't it, Frank? Yeah, since
2: since the 1990s, they had a— A real initiative to see what they could do to put oxygen in the water and flows in the water and, and, and keep up with what's going on. They've been, they've been steady on that since. And uh,
0: I know you've talked about before about sluice gates that they've, Implemented in some uh, tail waters that have helped help with the oxygenation and
2: that that's something that's going on right now on on the core side not not oh, GBA, okay but, okay uh, yeah that's that, that's bad. the main driver to keep the oxygen up on the on on the caney Fork River okay. for example and, and it needs all the help it can get right now
1: okay so
2: um, <clears throat> so we had
1: uh, I'll show some more pictures uh, our hatchery truck was there with some fish and, and Dale Hollis' uh, truck and I think another, but um, we had Mr. Uh, Mr. Ed Carter uh, releasing some fish and, and <laughs> all the folks that were there, Mike and and uh, David Bowling and Rusty Gar- Garrison from uh, Georgia. Rusty Garrison, yes. But uh, they all got an opportunity to release some fish, and then there was a gentleman there, this picture, uh, a gentleman that was there, a fisherman had to l- release a few, so that was kind of cool. To
2: yeah, that's Buzz Buffingham there, I believe.
1: See a famous fisherman in that
2: area? Yeah, he, he really is. He's uh, he's been fishing that river for a long time. And, uh, <laughs> and he's a
1: great guy. Uh, you're going to hear more about this, but uh there was a gentleman there that got recognized. Um and Don, you met him at Dale Hollow? Yeah, Andy Curry. He's oh, yeah.
0: he's currently the uh the hatchery manager at Dale Hollow and has been for many, many years, but uh Mike Etker uh with US Fish and Wildlife uh, made a made a special uh presentation to him for over 40 years of service and and andy yeah. tells me he's got about another year left in him then he's just going fishing after yeah. that <laughs> he,
2: he deserves it i worked with andy throughout my whole career at the agency i believe when i first started he was who i remember being at dale hollow so
0: and i remember you highly recommending him when we were looking for stories for Wildside early oh, on okay. you know 10 years ago or more and uh and he lived up to everything you you had had told okay. me he would be. And uh, boy, I tell you, he's got that that hatchery running like a finely tuned fiddle up yep. there, and uh, you know really takes pride in what he does. As do our our biologists yeah. that that and hatchery managers yeah. that run those things. It's a it's a twenty four seven deal. You know, you get yep. involved in a hatchery and. and mm-hmm. uh, just keeping the keeping the birds out. Yeah, of, well, that, out that's the why that partnership and
2: that partnership was so important. I mean, he's got enough trouble with c- keeping the water and the birds and everything right, and then to not know if you have funding the next year. He's exactly. Got that looming over you. So it's been just great that this partnership's been settled for at least the near future. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh,
1: you know what I think it's time for Q and A. Oh yeah. Let's uh. <laughs> this is a little segment we've been testing out. And um, we want to um, talk about, or pull up some questions the, and answer these questions. A lot of times we get questions coming in on Facebook, coming in through phone calls to the agency. So we wanted to create a little segment called Q&A, TWRA Q&A. Yeah. And uh, highlight a few questions that we get regularly. And today's questions are kind of coming from me, uh, from yesterday's event. Just so I'm, just so I know what's what's going on. And uh, Todd, if you don't care, pull that music down just I hair. The size of the fish that we stock. Uh, the, or that those federal hatcheries are going to be stocking. So, Frank, yeah. what, what size of fish are, are people going to expect to catch when they hit these bodies of water that are being stocked by these federal hatcheries?
2: Yeah, so these are <coughs> almost exclusively tailwaters, so, and our, our tailwater management varies. I mean, we, we've got some tailwaters where we can grow fish. And in those places, we stock fingerling fish by the hundreds of thousands, and that's what we do on the Clinch River. Okay. And we'll also stock maybe uh, nine to ten-inch fish, you know, like the standard stockers that we'll do on top of that. And we can get by doing that, we we have some easy fish to catch, and we have some fish that mature in the river and become a little more quality fish. But we can offer both, and we do it where, where we can, and that that's common on, uh, you know, South Holston, Watauga, Clinch River. Uh, you know, and then there's like the Caney Fork River, we don't have as much success with the real small fish, so we tend to put bigger fish in when we do, but it it really varies. So, okay,
1: and then the bodies of water these fish are going to where are these fish going to be released uh, uh These that come out of the federal
2: hatcheries, well, there's uh, they go to our tailwaters and our reservoirs. Uh, our, our last, you know, we've got about 100 miles of, of tailwater habitat that, okay. that are stocked in the Tennessee Valley. And, you know, a lot of the tailwaters run uh, 12 to well, twelve miles long, would be a, a typical long tailwater. So we'll, we'll we'll distribute the fish at multiple sites along the way. And then one more that I wrote down, we didn't discuss this, but bait.
1: Give us some tips. Give us some secrets. <laughs> what are these people are going to fish with? I know yesterday, Ed, he mentioned, uh, Ed Card, our director, mentioned, you know, the smell of opening a can of yeah. corn, you know, gets him excited about going fishing because that's what they used. And then. Uh, somebody well, was telling
2: Matt use a rapala a little two inch or four inch rapala or something yeah. so what's what do you suggest uh well both of those work I mean when the water's on you can't beat those rapalas for for trout when the water's up uh still fishing with with various types of bait work uh I tried my hand fly fishing the afternoon and did it the hard way and got skunked so <laughs> but we did have what we are uh one of our colleagues did catch a fish on on a midge so a lot of the a lot of the fly fishing that goes on there this time of year is kind of midge patterns and such, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, it, it really, t- to me, it's it's when and where you go as as much as anything, and then the bait, you figure that out on the way. Yeah.
1: Well, we we uh, we're at and one of the other ramps. I mean, Don and I were there yesterday. We went to a different ramp, checked it out, and uh, there was a lot of bugs flying around. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and is there a certain time that bugs hatch that are better times to trout fish, and and the bait of choice might be a midge
2: or yeah, I mean it's best to watch the fish in the water and see what they're doing. If you okay. see them rolling, they're taking midges underneath. If you see them sipping on the surface, that tells you you might have some some dry fly action that day. Uh, but again, if the water's on, you're you're chucking hardware or streamers, and that that's going to work.
1: You know, so the bigger fish are going to be a little bit easier to catch, uh, and and you could use a Rapala or something like that. Well,
2: probably. well, the the, the you, I think you're referring to the big fish that we stocked yesterday, and the, the, those fish right. are going to be Fairly naive. They've been in a hatchery their whole life. Uh, They'll they'll take bait. They'll take uh, they'll take spinners. They'll you know they're probably not keyed in on the midge hatch just yet. But give them a couple weeks and they'll start figuring it out. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
1: And And then the and speaking
2: speaking
0: of those, there there were some really nice bonus. I call them bonus fish. Those brood brood fish that have been around for a couple years that have. Uh, you know, provided a lot of lot of eggs over over the last couple of seasons, but but then they they released those too yesterday too.
2: Yeah, that that Irwin National Fish Hatchery is a pretty important source of eggs for the whole country. Right. And and when they when they use up their their brood stock, they 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 offer them to us for for stocking. They uh-huh. have some other obligations with them, but generally we try to use those as best we can throughout the system as well. And you know, while they're uh, that. They, Nobody ever calls to complain about catching them. People are surprised <laughs> to see those big fish in the river, and it, it always generates excitement. I don't care which river it is. Right, yeah.
1: Now, um, something I want to hit on that we're going to talk about in a couple of weeks is the winter trout stocking program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trout that we use for that, where are those, where are those fish coming from?
2: It, it will depend on the location. Now, the, the, the fish that are going to, to, uh, for example, Normandy Tailwater, that's a TVA uh, facility that'll come out of that pool of fish for TVA waters but but other places that we stock around the state they, they could be fish that are raised at Dale Hollow Hatchery that we pay pay production costs for or they could come from one of our trout hatcheries. So there's there's a mixed bag. And there's a lot of coordination to get the the biggest fish that we can out of our hatcheries at this time of year and stock them in the winter, mm-hmm. and then we grow them big again for the for the spring. But we you know we kind of cull what we have in our on our stations to to provide what we do each winter.
1: And that that offers a lot of opportunity throughout the state. It's a it's a big time there. People love that winter trap program.
2: Yeah, yeah it's pr- it's pretty it's supposed to be easy. You, you know you know when their fish are going in. You they're highly accessible areas and uh it's a time of year when you may not have other options so we're we're excited to offer that
1: we'll learn more about that in a couple weeks brandon's going to be down here and and, uh, i think he's got some pretty cool uh uh, pdfs and charts the the stocking schedule is a little more colorful a little easier to read and easier to follow he's (laughs) excited about that so he wants to share with the everybody watching and and listening so uh and speaking of that thanks for watching on facebook and uh, thanks for tuning in on the radio we appreciate y'all doing that um Anything else we want to add on, on on the trout stuff, there, Don? Anything you? Well, I was just kind of winding the clock back to uh, way back. You know, you hear the word
0: mitigation sometimes, Frank, in mm-hmm. relation to to the dam projects and, and the things that have um, you know affected our our waterways throughout the throughout the years. And uh, just rewind the clock a little bit and tell us about what mitigation and what the what the initial thing was about stocking fish
2: yeah well you know wh- why do we stock trout in these waters I mean years ago before there were dams there were warm water species that lived in those rivers right. and they, they provided fisheries when the dams were constructed it was be- the engineers immediately realized that there was going to be cold water coming out and uh-huh. biologists realized that wasn't going to work for warm water species so they would have you know essentially a large people like 100 miles of water you know devoid of, of fishing opportunity so to mitigate that loss the the hatcheries were built the these federal hatcheries particularly Dow Hollow was to uh, to help out and provide fisheries in these areas so that, that that's where the phrase comes from uh-huh. you know we're we're kind of happy to uh, we're we're just happy to have everybody involved now in, in T- TWA is is happy to stock those waters as well at this point because we we can add value to it beyond, sure. beyond what uh, TVA and and the Corps of Engineers does a similar has a similar uh, partnership with the Fish and Wildlife Service where they where they provide funding for the waters that are stocked in, in you know like, like a Center hill or OB uh-huh. or Dale Hollitail water okay yeah so it's so pretty neat
1: all right well Anything else we want to add on on uh, on the trout production and and the celebration from yesterday? It was a it was a great day. Um, excited about three more years of guaranteed fish, hopefully, and uh, yeah. uh, was gr- glad to have Georgia in town. Uh, we may have mentioned this, but the name those three hatcheries again that were that m- produced these fish mainly for these bodies of water.
2: It's uh, Dale Hollow and Irwin National provide 80 percent of the fish that okay. are going into Tennessee tailwaters and reservoirs now there's another hatchery I believe it's Cahutta George is where they, they they take fish down there but they're I'm not 100 percent sure it might I think the fish from there's a starter fish from Dale Hollow that go to Chattahoochee Forest uh hatchery and then they stock them out into TVA waters okay. so it's
0: and those probably stay more close to home there in northern
2: georgia i guess yeah they're they're trout as as uh, rusty mentioned yesterday they're trout capitals up there on the uh, on, on the tennessee system in in georgia
1: yeah, yeah. and the the gentleman that was uh, recognized again, mr currier is that right curry curry andy curry yeah. yeah he yeah. had worked in all three of those hatcheries yeah. in his career yeah, <laughs> 40 something <laughs> years right uh-huh so yeah. that's pretty amazing he's uh had his hands in all those, and maybe that's why they've been so successful, <laughs> Mr. Curry. So anyway, uh, all right, I think that wraps it up. Anything else you want to add before we jump into deer hunting or? Hey, one more thing. I I met
0: uh, a woman yesterday, uh, Bonnie, that that works uh, for TW or TWR TVA, yeah. and uh, she's the one that is the new liaison that works with the. Uh, uh, uncharted television show, and you know we we started that television show Tennessee Uncharted uh, about five years ago, and uh, I had to sort of hand it off, and 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 uh, another sponsor stepped up. That was TVA. Well anyway, uh they've they've added a couple of hosts since then um or or one host along with Eric. You probably remember Eric yeah, Baker sure. that that has hosted it from the get-go from the beginning and and they've added Ariel uh who who uh goes with him sometimes and sometimes she's on her own, but uh anyway, it's it's cool that uh TVA Saw the value in that TV show and has picked it up and has really widened the scope of it. You know, um, I mean, all the the waters that that TVA covers and the states that that they're in uh, are carrying that TV show now on public TV, and they've got a pretty uh, extensive uh, YouTube presence. I was I was scoping out. So, nice. anyway, if anybody is uh, wanting to take a look at some of that we we still are
1: are involved in uh a story now and then so so yeah anyway. they reach out to us and we help out when we can that's sure. pretty pretty cool opportunities there yeah good show good show check it out if you can tennessee uncharted tennessee valley uncharted um all right well deer season is uh is uh in full swing and muzzler season opens up uh, this saturday november the third uh we're pretty excited about that time of year i love Uh, muzzleloader season that's pretty much when i get started in the deer season and uh i was just curious frank do you deer hunt i do not most most folks right here like to dabble in both but (laughs) frank's uh he's (laughs) i'm a purist he's (laughs) fishing purist fish so (laughs) all right well uh uh, season does open up this saturday november 3rd runs through the 16th and uh, just wanted to remind everybody about that you can use archery equipment if you want to uh, and you you will need uh, your permit or your license for whatever uh means of take you use and um just to recap unit l you can take three does a day uh you're still limited to two antler deer statewide so make sure you you um adhere to that and uh and take your your bucks wisely uh and remember the antler definition has changed uh, yeah back to what it used to be used to a couple be years ago so if it's three inches uh, three inches in length it's uh, considered antlered And if it's less than three inches, it's antlerless. Right. So uh, make sure you uh, pay close attention there. And your hunting guide, page 32, is always the best place to get this information and stay current on that. That's on our website, tnwildlife.org. Pick one up in the store. But page 32 is uh, where you find that information. And speaking of
0: the hunting guide, there was uh, uh, an error. uh, We noticed that uh, there was a... A week's difference in what should have been listed as the opening of trapping.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Um,
0: and i um, trying to remember what page that's on. But anyway, it's November 16th uh, should be the opening day. Okay. As opposed to the, the week following, which is kind of how the calendar fell when the thing was being put together. So,
1: Yeah, make sure you, you always check the guide online. Yeah. We make sure that one's updated if something got misprinted in the uh, printout printed that, version that's right the, that one's always always the latest and most current information and the uh the most current fishing rigs will come out what march yeah. is when that's <coughs> well to come the, out? that's
2: when they'll be effective hopefully we'll get them out in february so yeah can right. get ready
1: okay. so yeah and don't forget to buy your license if you want to buy your license and be ready for that new season that's uh you can purchase those later in february there so um, february 18th 18th that's it um cwd always remember that um, your import restrictions uh uh, very cross our region too. Um, information guy has been out with some of the crews they've been doing some check stations and sampling on the on deer as they come in and and remember those cwd restrictions uh, what you can and can't bring back and and that's on page 30 of the hunting guide just just refresh your memory on that if you're hunting outside the state of tennessee uh, that's something else to, to pay attention to. Remember, on our our app, you can check your stuff in, check it in online, go to a check station, and that's right. It makes it real easy. But um, and soon after muzzleloader wraps up, that's a couple of weeks, and then you got the gun season and that'll run November seventeenth through January sixth. So uh, it's going to be a hot time to be in the Deer Woods uh, from here on out weather's cooperating yeah pretty nice a little warm today hey happy halloween hey thank you uh
2: nice costume yeah
1: thank you i look like i work here don't i uh but anyway well anything else we want to hit on we're we got a few more minutes here we can chat uh highlight some stuff that's going on around the agency don't forget the the comment period is still out there for waterfowl uh for the waterfowl seasons if you want to comment on that um
0: a shout out to our radio listeners we really appreciate uh, everybody tuning in and and this program airs on saturday we we're recording it uh as as jason mentioned on on uh, halloween yeah but uh anyway we we appreciate everybody tuning in and on your local station and and remind you to to uh visit us online you know at tnwildlife.org dot org for the the latest information available and uh uh we just appreciate our listeners out there
1: Yep. So um, the uh, like I said, the next couple of weeks we're going to have uh, Brandon on talk about winter trap programs. I
2: mean, uh, it's already starting. I mean the the Normandy tail water will be stocked tomorrow. Okay, that's, that's good I, information. That's what I'm hearing from Dale Hollow. Now, I knew it I don't <laughs> know if the rain's going to blow them out or not. We're expecting some weather tomorrow, but by this weekend for sure, Normandy. There could be others too. That's just one that comes to mind for some reason. I knew it started
1: in in November, but I wasn't sure the exact date. I hadn't looked at the yeah. the calendar yet, but I'm sure
2: Brandon's got it on the web if it's yeah, if it's,
1: it's known out at there. Time dot org under the fishery section. That's where you'll find um, find that information and in the in the the reports out there, or the, or the schedules out there. And then there's also other stocking schedules or reports that we've done. Yeah, freshwater and trout are out there. Uh, I posted the the freshwater the other day to Facebook so people could uh,
2: the, the warm water.
1: Yeah, warm water. we yeah. all fresh water. Yeah, that's right. That's so. what I'm thinking. Yeah, warm water. Thank you. That's why you're the expert. Uh, but, yeah, warm water, uh, stocking. The and, low uh, salt stocking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, anyway, folks were, were interested in that and appreciated yeah. that report coming out. And then we did get some questions on, you know, uh, why are we not seeing this fish or that fish being stocked in certain areas? Yeah. But we're going to get that and and bear with us. We're we're trying to make the best yeah. fishery possible for for the sportsmen. So, Hey, and uh, one other thing kind of harkening back to the presentation
0: yesterday. It was pretty impressive when I I learned that. And I I hear these numbers a lot, but sometimes you j- they just fly by and you don't really consider them that that closely, but uh spending about $73 for every dollar invested in the hatchery program. That's what anglers spend. Right, you the know, the economic of- impact, the yeah. the rate of return, yeah. yeah. So you, Frank you got any other info on that I mean you, you think about all the peripheral things that anglers do that bring money to Tennessee based on their their angling uh, uh, interests
2: yeah that was just one study but you know in in general or I think the last estimate was 2.1 billion across the state right what fishermen are, wow. are, are generating so yeah and that that trout really really is a a dollar well spent for yes. the federal government and whoever's paying it. It's we we do. It definitely fits everyone's mission, and you know the TVA likes to, to have economic development, and that's a good way to do it. Too. Yeah,
1: really. And and I was just reading some of the other bullet points. Two hundred and forty thousand fish, roughly, will be stocked in these uh, tailwaters: rainbow, brown, and brook trout. So
2: but that's just the Clinch River oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. man so, so we're a lot more like f- 1.1 million across all the tailwaters gotcha and okay yeah okay. and and across the year including our hatcheries we do about 2.2 million every year on across the board on trout and
0: awesome. thanks to our hatchery guys for yeah. making it yeah. all happen oh, yeah
2: there's
1: a lot of work that goes behind the scenes uh you know, we're not we're not all sitting behind the desks they're out there working hard for yep. you and and trying to make it happen or y'all can catch some fish and enjoy the enjoy the wildlife of tennessee and we appreciate uh, folks tuning in today. Uh, this is Tennessee Wildcast. Thank you, Frank, for, I enjoyed it. for uh, being on with us, talking about the Trout Partnership. And, Don, thank you for co-hosting Sure, me. But uh, we're here every week, and uh, we'll hope to see you all next time right here on Tennessee Wildcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.